What's Sporty Spice up to? Who? Sporty fucking Spice, what's she up to? I don't know. Exactly. How about Posh? You know what she's doing? I don't understand. Making clothes for anorexics, right? Not exactly a growth market. And Baby, you know what she's doing? Fuck all. Not even page six of the Daily Mail. And Scary Spice, up to her eyeballs in lawsuits and sex tapes. Ginger, on the other hand, has released three albums. Passion, Schizophonic, and Scream If You Want To Go Faster. They'll all make your ears bleed. You see, when they're apart, they're absolute fucking rubbish. But you put them together, they're the goddamn fucking Spice Girls. Welcome to the Butcher Boys podcast. Let's get started. I'm John Patnelli here with Josh Walsh. We're here to tell you why you should become a butcher boy. Josh and I play indoor, a men's indoor soccer league together. <laughs> Our soccer team is Manchester United. Right. And we, we carpooled there with a bunch of dudes, and we started talking about who's seen the boys last year, and no one had seen it. We're the only two. We're the only two. Which was it, insane. And the, I think the only reason that's insane is because it's on Amazon Prime. And it, it's not as a popular platform as some of the other ones. But crazy thing is, it's like the number three, number two, it's in the top five streamed shows right now. That's how popular it got. That's insane. It's and everyone I've talked to, it's they're like, oh, I, uh, I've never heard of it, or I haven't seen it. I've heard of it, or I haven't seen it. But that's crazy because if you if you go to Amazon Prime, it's, it's on there. The first thing, and people are like, oh, it just does. It just doesn't look right for me. Or I think I even I even glossed over it when I first started it, and then hook, line, and sinker, yeah. first episode, A Train. Pink mist, <laughs> Huey's girlfriend in the middle of the street, and 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 you're like, what what is going on? And then, at, like, at what point does uh, does Butcher come in? The love of our life, Butcher. He, Butcher comes in. Okay, Huey is working in his store. He, he's like a nerd. He's like a he, tech nerd. He's, right after Robin gets disintegrated, he's in his store, just like. He went to the vault lawyers. They tried to get him to sign the paperwork. and They give him his, a check, right? They, they give, give him a check. check. He doesn't take it. It's 45K. His dad... He has massive PTSD. Yeah, his dad <laughs> is like, just take the money. You're not going to win this fight. Because he's already up in arms like, no, I'm going to get a lawsuit against him. And then they're like... Some peg just goes, you never had the fight. Yeah. <laughs> he basically calls his son a pussy. Yep. And that pisses him off. Like, real, that real sets quick, him off. To, but th- that's like a quick snippet of, to fast forward season two a little bit of how, like how corporate Vought is, and you yeah. don't see that in episode in season one as much. Um, like the actual running of the corporation, where they like they're no, dictating media, right? They're getting ahead of the news cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry to interrupt you. So, no, it's yeah. Fine. So he he passes off the check, and he goes back to work. Butcher comes in, and he goes. He says something to him. I can't remember the exact line. He, oh, he's holding up the nanny cam. 
And he says something to the effect of, like, how many nannies do you think shake the baby or something? And he shakes the doll nanny cam. It's like a stuffed animal. And he's like, what do you think it is? Like, 1%, maybe 6% or whatever. And can I help you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to piss about here or whatever phrase he choicely makes. <clears throat> and says, yeah, I heard about Robin. And that's how they, that's how it goes from there. And that's how we're introduced to. And that, that's right, right then is when you fall in love with Butcher. It's not one of those shows where, remember when Tiger King came out and you're like, yeah. go watch Tiger King? People are yeah. like, okay, go do it. If I'm like, tell some of my boys from college, like, go watch The Boys. You will love it. And they're still getting pushed back. Like, uh, I got to finish a couple of shows. I'm like, yeah. no, stop what you're watching right now. Watch The Boys. This guy Butcher is the man. It's, and I can't be a bigger fan. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Right? So season two just wrapped up. All episodes are out. You still haven't finished all of them. I finished all the episodes and we're talking, we're going back to talk about season one and just like how it, how we got hooked onto the show. But, but why are we, why are we doing the show, Josh? Why are we doing the show? It's fucking amazing. And there's no other podcast about it. There's yeah. There's like, no one's talking about this show. Seriously. We found maybe a few articles. So how do, how does, so Let's roll into it a little bit. You got two two sides of the coin here. You got the boys, anti-superheroes. You got the seven, obviously the top seven superheroes that some corporation decided that those are the top seven superheroes. It's literally a complete marketing campaign. Right. I mean, they like make movies based on these these superheroes. They they sell cereal. They sell like running shoes. The commercials are fantastic. The commercials are great. I mean, they do their own commercials. So. It's, it comes down to the bottom line, essentially. It's like, how much money are we generating from these superheroes? And that's pretty much what, what is controlling their movements, like everything they do. It's like, is this going to cause, is this going to make the stock price go up or down, right? Corporate sponsored superheroes. Right, essentially. That kind of do good because it benefits the stock price. Right, but they're immoral who think they have no consequences for their actions they because they have superpowers their moral compass is not putting due north yeah yeah no no so think like think about that if if you're if like if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the boys you know nothing about the show that that should be all you need to know is that you've got a bunch of superheroes controlled by essentially controlled by a corporation that's just trying to make more money off them but these superheroes go around doing whatever they feel like doing with very little consequence to them. Picture the most, the worst professional athlete you can possibly imagine and give that person superpowers Literally and imagine how they would act. Right. If a professional athlete throws chairs off his 14th floor balcony right. and doesn't get in trouble, what do you think he do, does it's when he strength. can fly right. and has lasers coming out of his right. eyes? Yeah. And I mean, and who's fighting that? Who's fighting these guys? Just like one dude, one guy who's trying to recruit at this point. So like episode one, all right, let's talk about Huey. All right. So like, let's, let's get into what Huey's this poor bastard. (laughs) Pathetic. He's just like, kind of like your everyday, no offense to the everyday Joe out there, but like, he is, and that's how he's portrayed. 
he works at like an AV store. Uh, I think still lives. He at works home. at a he works at a uh, a budget radio, radio shack. shack. Yeah, like <laughs> I think he still lives at home with his dad. Definitely still lives at home. Definitely still lives at home with his dad. Um, you know, he's got, he's got a outkicked his punk coverage with his girlfriend. Yeah, he's got a girlfriend who's always pushing him to get that next promotion. Yeah, she's she's the one pushing him to do stuff. So without her, you know, he's kind of screwed. Of course, without her, <laughs> happens real quick in episode one. Uh, one of the soups literally just. He's a speedster, runs it right through her and obliterates her while Huey's still holding her hands. Uh, One of the superheroes completely pink mists this, <laughs> the love of Huey's life. It's tragic. All over his yeah. face. And, and that's where Butcher enters into Huey's life. Yeah. I mean, and it will change Huey's life for the better or for the worse. I mean, Huey, yeah. I mean, watching. Yeah, Huey uh, goes through some serious emotional <laughs> trauma. <laughs> I mean, the PTSD is, like, pretty... Definitely has PTSD. Yeah, right off the bat. And it gets worse it, throughout the season, so, yeah. It even rolls into next season. It does, and it gets on. Which, PTSD is a serious subject, and that yeah. can stay with people forever, so... Yeah, and he he's recruiting. You don't know this at the time, but he's he's recruiting Huey. Because he knows what happened to Robin. He knows what happened to Ro- uh, Huey's girlfriend. He knows that they're trying to cover it up. He knows that Huey didn't take the payoff. So the corporation, Vought is the corporation, they tried to pay Huey off and basically have him sign like a, uh, not a, like a non-disclosure. Like he can't talk about what happened anymore. And he didn't sign it. Not yet. And... They tried to offer him like 45k just to shut him up. So he hasn't signed it. Butcher knows that, and he's like, "All right, this guy. He's got some. He's got something going on. I'm gonna go talk to him." And that's what I think picked my picked my interest right off the the bat was who is anti superhero? Yeah, there's no movies out there or shows that show we don't like superheroes. We don't right. like superheroes saving people's lives. Yeah, but here this guy rolls in. In his Hawaiian shirt and leather jacket and fucking Duster. leather the combat boots, You're right? With an English accent, talking about you're like, hey, this guy doesn't like the superheroes, and you're like, why doesn't he like them? Why is he recruiting this toolbox working at the budget Radio Shack? Yeah, because he's he's got he knows he's got something. He, he's pissed. <laughs> he knows that Huey's like in a state of like extreme vulnerability right now he knows he's like all right this guy just had his woman taken from him by a soup he's pissed off he didn't sign the deal i'm going i think i can get him on my side this is like recruiting one-on-one like right find a vulnerability yep there it is exploit the vulnerability Mm -hmm. which he is and here we are huey coming and becoming a butcher's boy yeah one of the boys. He's one of the boys at this point. He's one of the boys. Like, he doesn't know it. He And he fights it a little bit throughout the... Like, he fights, but he realizes he's in too deep. He's coming of age. He's coming of age. He's, he's learning who he is as a man deep yeah. down inside. Who he can become. Yeah, it's really, it's really a tale about becoming a man and, you know, unfortunately having his girlfriend ripped from him. Is, <laughs> it's 
<laughs> not something we all have to go through, but you know, Huey had to do it. Uh, yeah, and then we just get Butcher just take him under his wing, essentially. In which, you know... But there's definitely a side of Butcher that is exploiting him to serve his self-interest that we don't know. Right. We haven't found that out yet. I mean, we will. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Butcher has kind of a... He has a soft spot for him. Like, you can just tell right off the bat, right from the first meeting. He has a soft spot, but then he's like, fine, I'm going to use this kid. Right. At the end of the day, he's serving his self-interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, as much as we love Butcher, there's that side of him that he's not a team guy. He's always looking to get his, like, to complete his goals that he wants. Right. And he's using the boys to achieve those goals. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of With some epic quotes. Yeah, no. Diabolical quotes. (laughs) Diabolical quotes. And just general attitude. That we haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, there's been, like, your type A characters on shows, but not, I, I don't know, not to this level. Not something that I've been like, I, I can't wait to see what he says next. Like, I just can't wait for the next quote or the next scene where he gets himself into some shit. And now he's got to get himself out, and he does a lot of, he talks himself out of a lot. Like, there's a lot of action in the show, for sure, but, like, the dialogue back and forth is what I like. That's what I want to stick around and see. Is yeah, sports. very well written. Yeah, definitely executed very well, and his delivery is epic. So, I do want to talk about this though because I didn't realize this, and I don't think you like I, I had texted you because we were doing some research on the show. I didn't realize this was a comic series, like back okay. from yeah. two thousand six, two thousand eight, however long ago it was. Uh, and by the way, in internet years, that's like a lifetime. Yeah. That there was a comic book, a graphic comic book, graphic novel, whatever it's called. Right. In 2006, and someone hasn't put this out on a series yet. And I mean, it's it's aggressive, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's super aggressive. I think that's an understatement. I mean, like, Netflix didn't do it, right? So, and they've got some shows out there that are pretty aggressive. Skinamax. Uh, right. HBO. HBO didn't do it. Uh, which so, I, this is a big jump for Amazon. They took a... It's a big jump. Like, what do they have? They've got Jack Reacher or something. With Jack Ryan's for Jack fantastic. Ryan. Great okay. show. Which is like kind of like somewhat violent, like not not super, but it's like espionage. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a, a Jack show. it's a Jack yeah. Ryan novel. It's, so, uh, this show, I mean, it's rated R for sure. And like, it might be NC seventeen <laughs> at some points. But yeah, it's a huge jump for Amazon, which good for them because it's like they're rated like it's one of the top five shows right now, in streaming as it should yeah. be. It should as be it should one. Be, yeah. I don't know why it's not one. It, yeah, it absolutely should be number one. Um, Probably some Kardashian show still one, but his personality dictates how the show goes. Yeah. His sarcasm, and he does have a side of him. So you have this guy that is fighting the superheroes. Yeah. He's a one-man band with his boys that we're not part of, and we are. I, but you're still what. What's still crazy is you're still kind of rooting for these superheroes. Yeah. Because I, you're buying into like ah, oh, they're still kind of good. Like they still kind of kill bad guys, and then you have this lunatic over here, butcher, who's like, no, they need to. They need to go away. They need to die. Yeah, and like obviously 
we get more into that story, like, of why they need to go away in, in, in later episodes, but, like, when you first meet him, you're like, this guy's just, he just has, he's out for blood, right? He, he has some vendetta against Soups, and from everything we've seen up until meeting him, like, no, the Soups are fine. Like, some are a little immoral and, you know, what have you, but he's got a, he's got a grudge against them. And he's recruiting people that also have grudges against them. And he's building his team out. And, like, eventually we start meeting the rest of the team with Frenchie and M.M., but, uh, yeah, Huey's, like, kind of the one that kicks off getting the band back together. He needs Huey in the group. Mm -hmm. It gives his group, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Like, credibility. His group becomes infinitely more credible having... Huey part of the group overnight. Like, here's a kid who refused the money, girlfriend got pink misted. Yeah. And he's joining and becoming anti soup. Yeah. I mean, I was I was mentioning this that scene before where he was wiping the TV watching Maeve and Homelander save those two boys. Yeah. And like he had that look of like, oh good, the soups are doing a good good job. And it's like no, as soon as A train <laughs> ran right through his girlfriend. It's like that look went went away. As soon as A-Train swallowed one of his girlfriend's molars. Molars, yeah, yeah. And then bragged about it at some club, yeah. Uh, yeah, Huey definitely, like... Was he bragging about it, or was he, like, I ate one of... Like, he was... It was one of he, like, things, couldn't believe that it happened. Like, he's like, like, oh my goodness, like... It was like a half... I bread. ate one of her yeah. molars. It was one of those things where you do something... Like, you and don't then, know what I have to deal with type thing. <laughs> Then you laugh about it later. He was definitely just, laughing, laughing about, about it later. later. Yeah, right. It's different too because yeah. he's fighting. Like he's he's not a normal guy. Obviously, he's got that big paramilitary background where right. he's he was in the SAS, d- delved in and out of the CIA world as like a quote unquote black ops guy, right. whatever that means. Knows about the safe houses, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, he's he has training. It, but he's fighting superheroes, which right. nobody does. Nobody like, does. Nobody attacks superheroes, right? Like yeah, that, they, that's they they're supposed to be good guys because they create their own supervillains. So it's like, how fucked up is that? They're like they're bored and they have to create supervillains. They're not bored, they're but they're still out there doing like the old school Clark Kent Superman. Like, oh, yeah. there's a bank robber, friendly neighborhood spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're doing all that stuff. And then you realize they're it's they're like. Uh, a spoiled <laughs> a- athlete. Love me, love me, love me. With with you know superpowers. With with mommy issues. They're like diva. <laughs> yeah, they're like divas with massive yeah superpowers and extreme emotional trauma. But like to that effect, it makes them like extremely human. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. But like it does up, put a <laughs> scaled up. Yes. So which is great because it's like you think about maybe your own little ticks and you're like okay if i had superpowers like so you're saying they're relatable they're relatable yeah of course I, they are i of course they are. they've done a great job making them yeah feel like oh if i had superpowers i don't know if i would act that morally corrupt like homelander but you never know and he has like, no one says no to you right and that's the thing with him and like that's why he gets to where he is in season two but. And that's why, but that's why you're rooting for Butcher. Like, right. that's why we're rooting for Butcher. Because right. this guy's <clears throat> such a douche with superpowers. And you're like, the only reason why this guy is who he is, is because of his superpowers, not because of his personality. Right. Which is, 
why most people hate anybody. And in like going into season two when, and like this, these shouldn't be any spoilers or anything, but at this point, but going into season two, when Stormfront comes around and like he starts to figure out that like his personality is driving people away. Yeah. Because she's like curating these social media posts that are, she's controlling how people think about him like through these posts and he flips. Yeah. He loses it. Yeah. When he has a, uh, he has that like dream or yeah, image of just da- daydreaming, just blasting, <laughs> killing, oh killing like 5,000 people at, at that cr- the crowd of people. I, when he like snapped out of it, yeah, I immediately thought like, oh fuck, I wish that it actually happened. <laughs> like, cause no, cause then where, like, where does the show go? Yeah, from there? it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. Like, he just gets, you know, then it becomes, yeah, public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. So Butcher meet, meets Huey, mm-hmm. recruits him into Boys, which is we're part of that fan club now. I would mm-hmm. love to be on that team. Okay. Find out M- uh, Mother's Milk. Mother's Milk. Yeah, M-M. Mother's Milk. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly he was a like a marine. According to his bio, he was a marine and a medic. So he's got some of that paramilitary stuff too going on, and like sp- special operations and that kind of stuff. And then Frenchie. Frenchie. And those guys worship the ground that Butch on. But not at first. And I, this is like... Yeah, so how do they... Frenchie... So they have... They have a... I don't know what the exact history is. They were on some jobs together that were kind of failed. Or essentially Butcher owes Frenchie like 40K from something. And then he... From some black ops job. From some, yeah, operation Named that got job, botched yeah. and... I think they actually talk about it in season two, uh, which is why Frenchie is like, he's an addict and he's just always like trying to get fucked up. Uh, but MM, yeah. So like those, that relationship in the comics that it's different in the comics. They're like right off the bat. They're a lot closer. They're already the boys. Because, uh, okay. I see. It's like in, in the show, he brings them together Yeah, and he brings them together through, him kind of fucking up and kidnapping translucent. Yeah. And then he's like, he goes to Frenchie cause Frenchie is kind of like the, he's the, the arms and like, he yeah. knows how to kill soups essentially. And like, deter he them. is the, yeah, he is the, uh, the expert on soups powers and how to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. He knows he's like a weapons do. guy. Right. He um, also knows how to do drug Like, Make drugs, do drugs. He's like a chemist. Yeah. Make bombs. He's the alchemist. There you go. So, yeah, Butcher drops a problem on him, and, like, basically he has to help him now. Because Translucent sees his face. He's like, well, you're in the shit. He saw your face, so you got to help us out. And that's how he gets him. I don't remember how... Do they show up at... We got to go back and, like... They show up at... Frenchie's house because they kidnap so Huey. Yeah, and there's only one. Butcher's like, there's one place to go. It's right. Frenchie. And gotta, Frenchie's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. He's like, oh, I have translucent. Right. And then from there, you know, obviously the relationship kind of forms again. Yeah. Because they're like in an operation, essentially. Does but, translucent, do they capture translucent in Huey's? Like he hits him with a car he with into a car. his shop, yeah. right? Destroys the shop. And right. then in order to see him, like, Translucent's beating the shit out of Butcher. <laughs> In order to see him, he just spits blood on him. 
right? Yeah, <laughs> then, that's right. And then he grabs his hand at one point, spits blood on his hand so he can see the haymakers come in. And, he, oh, God, it's a, it's a great scene. And then Huey fucking electrocutes his ass. <laughs> I mean, that part... I don't know where, who thinks of this, sh- like, who th- thought of it. it I don't know. It, diabolical. It's diabolical. Oh, God. It Absolutely is. diabolical. It's fucking amazing. And I think to sum up the episode, you yeah. and I, Josh, <laughs> to quote Butcher, when you put them together, they're the goddamn fucking Spice Girls. And see you next Tuesday. <laughs>